the Give It A Go Show. Welcome to the Give It A Go Show, where we give things a go and talk about it. I'm Rivet. And I'm Prince. So, episode seven? Episode something. Episode something? Welcome to episode... It is seven. It is seven. I am correct. Wow. (laughs) So, um, yes, we've made it this far. An interesting couple of weeks I've had. I might as well just get into it, really. So I tried and apparently succeeded in working in a kitchen. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, so I know that might sound a bit weird to everyone, but for a bit of background, I've only ever really worked office jobs or warehouse jobs. My last job, I was a web developer, but I'm trying to do a bit more freelance. So I thought, well, I don't really want to do office work for because, you know, I still need to pay the bills. So I looked for some part time work and I thought, well, I don't really want to be sat in an office, you know, again. So I applied for a job in my favorite restaurant because it was there and it I was, was terrified. There. Yeah, I w- it was there. I was absolutely terrified because I've never worked in hospitality. I've never worked in a kitchen before and I have the utmost respect for those who do and have. So I was shocked to find out that the head chef called me in and was like, do you want to do a trial? And I said, I, <laughs> I hope you said it like that. You're like, hey, I like your attitude. Yeah, no, I just was like, yes, I'd love to. I was terrified. This is a restaurant that serves Latin food, and it's absolutely delicious. I've heard you talk about it throughout the years. Just hearing you say, I'm I'm going here, I'm going here, I can't wait to go here. (laughs) Just things like that, and it's just made me remember the name of it. Yeah, I would say the name of it to give them a shout out, but I actually work there now, so I don't want to do that. You, oh, why? why? Really? Oh, I don't want everyone to know where I work. Anyway, oh, so, yeah, all of them. Yeah, That's it's not true. a chain restaurant, so <laughs> oh. I can't really just go, oh, yeah, it's just a, a Weatherspoons, a nondescript Weatherspoons. It's not. It's just lovely little independent restaurant. Um, yeah, I gotta make sure it, all those five people who listen to the podcast don't know where you yeah, work. Yeah, they can't find me. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> And before, like, something weird happens and then, like, a year later, somebody or, like, 300 people go back and listen to all the episodes and are like, I know where you work three years ago! (laughs) Yeah, oh goodness. So I I took on my first shift as a kitchen porter, or as I call it, a kitsch bitch. And, um... (laughs) So most of my duties involved, well, mostly washing up dishes, but it was also some prep involved. I was assured that it was quieter than most other kitchens, but I don't have most other kitchens to compare to. I feel like the only comparisons that the layman would have are the crazy ones like Kitchen Nightmares and, you know, Hell's Kitchen, which is like not at all what normal kitchens are, I'm pretty sure. Again, I yeah. wouldn't know either, but I feel like that is the extreme, you know, where yeah. they cut it all together and make it sound like it's the most intense oh God, experience yeah. ever. I mean, funnily enough, that is what I said to the head chef. I said, I always pictured it being kind of like kitchen nightmares. And she, <laughs> she was like, it's not like that here. Don't worry. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yes. It- that's it definitely so <laughs> that's definitely not the standard, I would say. Otherwise, there would be a lot more episodes of Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah. If yeah, every kitchen so. was like that. Oh, goodness. I mean, to be fair, those kitchens probably aren't even that bad. It's just the way it's edited. But oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. When you go into the kitchen and you do your thing, do you ever hear a sound that goes... Meow? Oh, my goodness. You know, when it, when it gets really busy... 
I feel it. Something went a bit wrong the other day. Yeah, you just hear that sound and then you just, you feel that someone's about to call you a donut. Yeah. Or a donkey. I feel something goes wrong and then Gordon Ramsay just walks in. Oh, you know what? I, I, I've seen a meme though that made me laugh, which was like, imagine you're eating in a restaurant and then Gordon Ramsay comes in with a film crew and you're like, Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, you look at your food and you're like, You're mm. like waiting for your food or it just arrives and then Gordon Ramsay oh, yeah. walks in with his film crew and you're like, Oh no. Well, <laughs> dig in, everybody. Yeah. I'm sure anyway. he's here because of the quality of the food. Anyway, continue. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so that was that. Um, yeah, you know what? It was, as you can probably assume, very physically intensive. Well, when I say that, I mean I was on my feet for like six hours, which I haven't been used to because I've been, yeah, like I said, used to office work. So I do a lot of walking, but I. St- I remained stood for six hours. I was very proud of myself. Yeah, then- <laughs> that, that I I know for a fact that right now I would not be able to do that. It was, yeah, it was, I think if I didn't do as much walking as I did, then I would have crumpled on the floor. It absolutely like a, helps, yeah. It been, yeah, it would have been a mess. So thank you, mum, for making me go power walking um <laughs> <laughs> she yeah she do, she's doing that so you so you'll stop swearing <laughs> yeah <laughs> to tire me out so i can't swear anymore <laughs> <laughs> so my duties involved washing dishes of course i tried to be fast i don't think i'm very fast yet but we'll get there honestly um, i feel like when it comes to just for sanitary reasons it's probably better to be thorough than to be fast anyway yeah yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it. So, you know, I'm trying to sort of make sure I still end up... Uh, miss a few spots, but I'm always told about it. So <laughs> I just go back and wash over it. Um, I always try to check because I really don't like the... I, it's just a perfectionist... It's not even the perfectionist in me, I guess. It's just common hygiene, isn't it? You don't oh, have yeah. bits all over your plates. It's Definitely. not a perfectionist trait. <laughs> I'm such a perfectionist. I like clean plates. (laughs) Me personally, oh my gosh, I'm such a perfectionist, but just, you know, personally, I just don't like having old food bits on my plate. (laughs) I know it might just be me, but... I know it's really weird. I mean, I say that and there are people who think that if you shower and you just let the water run down to your legs, you don't have to wash your legs because water was on them. I wish it was that easy. It's not... (laughs) There are many people who think that. I know. I've seen worse things, but I won't talk about that now, about people's bathing habits. There's been a lot of discourse online lately about that. But anyway, we're going off topic. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to prep some desserts. They looked very tasty. I wanted to eat them, but I couldn't because I had to prepare them for the customers. Um, (laughs) I had to use the fryer, which was terrifying, but it went okay. Oh, Uh, or would you say it was terrifying? Oh my god, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) God's sake. No, it was fine. I've used a deep fryer before, so it was okay. But I've used like a tiny one that we got from Argos to, I don't know. I usually leave that to Toby because he's scared I'm going to like burn myself on the hot oil because I'm very accident prone. Although on my trial, I did cut my finger on a potato peeler. Ah, your initiation cut. Yes. (laughs) It's funny because, yeah, the head chef was like, yeah, you got to be careful. This peeler's really sharp. And I went, yeah, okay. And I was like speed peeling, which was my first mistake. And it just went, oh, yep, in my finger, that blade. And it it took a little little bit. I won't go into detail, but it it wasn't nice. I went through a lot of blue plasters because I was also washing up. So... Yeah, so that was that. Um, Yeah, it was quite a good experience. The thing is with doing physical work like that is when you're done, you really feel like you've done enough. (laughs) Yeah, you you do. You feel like you've done something, whereas 
also, yes. I mean, I've said this to you before with office jobs, as much as people would probably say, why, why would you do kitchen work after yeah. instead of your, an office career? But the thing mm. about that, and like you could go into a lot of details about just how competitive oh, yeah. and manipulative that space can be. But yeah. also if you go to work in the morning and your mind's just not really awake yet or you just feel yeah. tired... It's hard to focus on something that requires really your mind, whereas kitchen work, you can busy yourself through just muscle memory and not have to think yeah. about it. Oh, absolutely. And I have an extremely short attention span. And so it was actually really good for me because I always had something to do. I was always doing something with my hands, whether it was washing the dishes, prepping desserts, cleaning fridges, etc. And that was really great for me. And before I knew it, the time was over and I was done for the day. You know, it was, uh, yeah, I felt it after, but, <laughs> but like I said, you know, it was it was a good experience for me and it was really great for the way that my brain works. So I think yeah. it works well for everybody's brains because honestly, yeah. just things that are physically taxing, if it is within your means, it makes you, it just makes you happier because, yeah. and I know this because I haven't exercised or moved around a lot lately. And so I am mm. feeling not as good as I did when I did do that. And I yeah. know exactly why, you know, because when you do that, your body likes that yeah, and your yeah, mind likes thing. that. So it, yeah, it's I mean, great. You know, I was darting between rooms, getting stuff ready. I was making sure that the dessert tickets were all fulfilled, getting everything done. And I like being busy as well. I mean, I don't think anyone likes having nothing to do. Well, some people probably do. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. But I really like being busy because otherwise my mind wanders and I become an unproductive mess. So it really worked well for me. I, I would even say, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it afterwards, you know, reflecting <laughs> at the time because mm. we had like super busy services. I was just like, oh, oh God. And I was <laughs> rushing between everything. And then Jeff was like, it's fine. You're doing great. She was really lovely. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. And I <laughs> just, oh my goodness. I did make a mess of one of the desserts it's um like a deep fried chocolate breadstick with um ice cream and i kind of ended up hacking the ice cream out of the tub so it didn't look very good and it had to be redone <laughs> so i'll get there i'll get there <laughs> considering it's not just your first time doing kitchen work but just like all of that in general and for your first try to still have gone the way it did i feel like you did pretty damn well if you just messed up one little dessert and cut yourself i didn't too badly on the desserts the first time it was actually last time because we got quite a few of the the chocolate breadstick desserts in and um oh, yeah i, I ended up but that's because the tubs were shaped differently i couldn't well, it, it was it was a tub's fault um look i've famously not had a good time with tubs as we may remember from the first episode trying to get the soap <laughs> out of the soap tub yeah you should have asked the uh, chef for his most expensive knife so you could bang it out oh, of there she would have killed me <laughs> oh her sorry and rightly so yes <laughs> yeah she did she doesn't take any uh, rubbish from anyone so yeah i think that's great working in the kitchen has been better for me than working in an office that's probably just mm. because the work suits me better and suits the way that i like to work better but yeah so that's that would i do it again i have to <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a perfect example of trying something new though because you are yeah. not just trying something new for a hobby or for a curious yeah, thing exactly. you're you're trying it at, you know for a living as your work and yeah. that is 
absolutely a shift in routine. It really was. And, you know, maybe maybe the podcast has had an influence on me. <laughs> maybe that's why I decided to just, like, go for it. Because oh, I've yes. always been like, no, I couldn't work in a kitchen. It's too much for me. I don't think I could do it. And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to try it. That's the whole point of it. A shot. That's the thing. I was like, I can always say no. It's, it's fine. You know, just give it a shot. And I did. And I, yeah, it worked out for me so far. <laughs> I just so, realized yeah. as I said this whole thing about not knowing what episode it is, I'm looking at my screen right now. I put episode seven notes right on there in front of my face. Ah, perfect. They so that right shows how good I am at keeping track. <laughs> so what did you try? Uh, I'm very well, curious to hear about this. This started out as something that I was very excited for. Oh no. So I put together a jigsaw puzzle and obviously oh. I put together jigsaw puzzles before digitally and mm. physically but moe jigsaw we both enjoy a bit of moe jigsaw i <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> so but i've never tried like an adult one like specifically yeah. with a lot of pieces so i figured it'd be fun for me and my girlfriend to do like yeah, as yeah. a little yeah. activity to do together so basically my process of finding the right puzzle was like okay i feel like it needs to be a picture that has a lot of different details in it so yes. i can see what happens yeah. And I looked up how many pieces that people recommended for a beginner. And at first I looked yeah. at a thousand, but they said 500 is better for a beginner. So at first I looked at pictures of animals or something like that. I, yeah. I like I like animals, but hmm. a lot of them were close-ups and I felt like all of the pieces would all be the same color. Yeah, possibly. It depends on the color of the animal, I guess. But oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of those with like a, a gray cat or something. And it was oh, all yeah. just his face. <laughs> And all of the pieces would just be the same fur, I felt like. So it was a little hard to find until I found some puzzles from Ravensburger. Oh, yes. yes which are toy company. fantasy illustrations that I found. Oh, lovely. They were, all, they were all gorgeous. Like so many mm. beautiful, intricate little details everywhere. So the picture that we got was a big blue dragon. And it's basically breathing some glitter into the sky by a full moon. There are some wolves. There are some man... Uh, not manatees, uh, walruses. Manatees? Yes, some walruses in I the I don't know water. why I laughed when walruses aren't that different to manatees. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, they look so silly. You don't expect them in this grand fantasy yeah. image. Um, but yes, there was some water with some polar bears, some orcas, mm. and some walruses. And it was gorgeous. And I thought, this is great. So I yeah. ordered it and I was very excited to get started on it. So this took mm -hmm. several days for us to do and I was kind of busy a couple of days. So we only finished mm. it last night at midnight. Oh my goodness. And so first it was pretty wonky to set up because we didn't have a good space to do it. We just kind of set it up on our living room table. Yeah. And we have a basically a just the couch to sit on which i thought would be fine but when you're putting together a puzzle you are doing a lot of leaning over yes yeah i realized me 30 years old who doesn't exercise anymore old man i was uh, i'll t i'll take that because what happened was i was starting to be in a lot of pain backwise oh no Yes. At first, I was, like, overwhelmed just by the sheer amount of pieces, and I was starting mm. to get a little, oh my god, I don't even know how big this is gonna be. How much space do we need? We need to get the frame right so we know how big mm. it is. And that took a while, because not knowing how long it was, I didn't know how many pieces we needed for the frame, so I was yeah. just kind of like, oh, find as many corners and, and walls yeah. as you can, we need to get the frame. And I was just so kind of overwhelmed about that. But even when we did get the frame together, and I calmed down, and everything was laid out, and we had enough room my back was hurting so bad 
Yeah, yeah, like you said, it is a lot of leaning over. I mean, oh, what was the last puzzle? Okay, I bought a Moomin puzzle, which I haven't finished yet. <laughs> but I did, I think it was about a thousand piece jigsaw a couple mm. of years ago on my own. And yeah, I feel it. Although a one piece was missing. Oh. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice until I'd finished the rest. I was so angry, but that's not the point. Oh, that's Yes, I feel you. My grand used to be a prolific, not the word. She used to be an avid puzzle putter together. I don't know. Solver? Uh, <laughs> Solver, that's... <laughs> Put her together. Put her together. Put 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 her together. A uh, puzzle put her together. Oh my god, <laughs> that is. I'm the native English speaker here. <laughs> I, usually, I'm the one who says those things in the podcast. Yeah, but that's okay because English isn't your first language. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, my grand. She used to she used to put together like ten thousand piece puzzles and oh, like. I know she was crazy. She had a puzzle table, which I inherited after she passed, and a puzzle caddy. And I only did one puzzle wow, in it because, God, they take a long time, don't they? They do. <laughs> and so it was a very bizarre mix of enjoying it and not enjoying it. So we had yeah. to space it out over several days, obviously. I think mm. wanting to finish it before recording was my downfall because it put me on a time crunch. Uh, and yeah. so last night when we were trying to finish it, I was getting so frustrated. I was in a lot of pain oh, and no. there despite all the different details there were so many similar pieces I mm. many times yesterday I remember getting very grumpy and just telling my girlfriend these all look like nothing these pieces <laughs> all look like nothing where did they go and it's just I, oh, I no. was I have a decent photographic memory so I thought it'd be fine yeah. but eventually I just grabbed pieces at random and started putting yeah. them everywhere until one fit ah uh, yes puzzle desperation yes I feel that too. As, yeah, yeah I exactly that trial and error and that's not mm. fun that wasn't fun but i no, wanted that's to just finish frustration it. <laughs> absolutely i was just tiredly picking them up whatever does it fit here 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 whatever turning them around yeah rotating them yeah. it was turning into a sort of chore yeah. i don't know if it would have been different if i let us spend more time on it because yeah. it was also kind of in the way yeah that is another problem which we couldn't is, i think it. why my yeah i think that's why my grand had a puzzle table I yeah. get it now it was like a fold out one it, it's so much easier because you can just put it somewhere you don't have to clear your dining room table which is what I had to do with my movement puzzle recently it's... yeah I feel like <sighs> if I had something like that that I could put on my desk yeah where I just have my good chair for my back mm. and I'd have a table like that that you can put away and the puzzle's not in the way then maybe I'd do it again but considering yeah. what happened here I'm like I remember I went to bed I lay down and I said to my girl girlfriend i'm never doing that ever again and she was like oh yeah maybe a smaller puzzle next time and i said no you don't understand i hate it i hate it i'm never doing it again and it's kind of sucked because oh i was God. looking so much forward to it i thought it was going to be mm. so much fun but i i underestimated how frustrated i get with things that take a long time yeah yeah if I, I don't have faith in something that I'm already good at, like drawing, for example, if it takes a long time, I just kind of get frustrated with it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be this relaxing, chill time. We put on some music. Honestly, <laughs> putting on the music was the best part of it because that was nice. And I mm. got to show my girlfriend a lot of the music I listen to because usually I just wear my headphones so she doesn't mm. know. And I played some playlists for the characters I've created. So that was nice. The puzzle part, lovely, yeah. not so much. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to ask whether you'd do it again but i think i already know the answer <laughs> i would never but now that you've mentioned the puzzle table or whatever it was mm. if i had something like that 
I might have done it again because I would need to do them in very short bursts to enjoy it, I think. Yes. Because eventually yeah. the pieces start to look exactly the same and I'm, I start yep. to get frustrated. So yeah. knowing that something like that exists, I, I don't think I would go out of my way to purchase one unless no. it was right in my face and cheap. But mm. yeah, if I had a thing like that that would make it very convenient so i might have done it again if that was the case but as, yeah. it, as it stands now you need you need a break <laughs> yeah no no i'm not built for it anymore okay I'm a... <laughs> yeah no excuses my gran was in her 70s banging out puzzles yeah with her freaking a... <laughs> puzzle table yeah she was a beast at puzzles yeah That's if incredible. you enjoy it then a little pain is fine mm, but i didn't no. so yeah. it sucked <laughs> <laughs> but you tried it. And the picture is beautiful. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy that we finished it. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> to finish off this segment, I have one more food trying story. So I am a big fan of spicy food. I love spicy food. I will have a pretty good spice tolerance, I like to say. Until I eat something that's like, that people in other countries eat like every day. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> shows how white I am. I wanted to try this particular Korean noodle and it's famously this like quite hot one and I was like yeah be good I want to try it. So I bought this hot noodle pot (laughs) (laughs) and I was like yeah it'll be fine you know I won't have a problem with it. I have a high spice tolerance it'll be fine. My husband was outside talking to the next door neighbor at the time so I was left alone to my own devices which is always dangerous and I prepared a glass of milk just in case and I thought I won't need it. I'm really good at eating spicy food. I'm really good at it. I wasn't. I wasn't (laughs) in this instance. Oh my goodness it was so hot. It was so hot. I was crying. Oh god. I was in tears, like, not like, but just because it was so hot. Oh, yeah, definitely. I had tears streaming from my face. And I I don't know, I probably got through the entire carton of milk. I was just like, oh, God. Oh, my (laughs) God. And and I'm assuming people just eat that normally. Uh, Yeah, apparently so. And like I said, I have quite a high spice tolerance, so I thought I would be okay. But I was crying. It was so hot. Christ, if you, you, uh, like, grow up with stuff like that, you build up an amazing tolerance, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't grow up eating spice, so I didn't have as high a spice tolerance as a lot of other people. But this was advertised as being especially hot. Oh, I right. can't remember what it was called. It was a Korean noodle brand, but it came in like a tub. And the problem was that I had with it was it was actually really delicious, but I couldn't <laughs> eat it very fast because <laughs> because oh, it God. was so hot. And I could hardly taste it because my mouth was just full of hot. Full of hot. Yeah, (laughs) I was just downing the milk. All the while outside, I just heard my husband chatting with the neighbor like, yeah, yeah. And I was like... That mental image is hilarious. Like him just (laughs) having a good old friendly chat and you just be like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) But I didn't want to tell him I was suffering because I was like, no, yeah, I can eat this. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. So it was for my pride. I, oh my goodness, I just... I was dying. I felt like I was dying. I was like, I'm not going to get through this. <laughs> I'm not going to make it out the other side. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whitest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It was, I it had was... some spicy food and now I'm going to die. <laughs> I know. I know. It was an especially white moment for me. <laughs> I mean, and... I say that and I probably have an even worse tolerance than you do. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I was suffering. And then my husband came in and he obviously laughed at me. However, I got my own back because we, at the time I was playing a lot of a game called Overwatch, first person shooter. A lot of people probably heard of it, but anyway. I was, uh, yeah, I challenged my husband to a Widowmaker battle. 
So a 1v1, Widowmaker's a sniper character. Whoever got, I think it's like 10 snipes first won. Yeah. And I won because I played the game a heck of a lot more than he did. So <laughs> I had a bit of an advantage. And she was the one that you play the most. Yeah, and she was the one that I played the most. So I annihilated that man. And... Uh, <laughs> The bet was whoever lost had to eat the hotter pot of spicy noodles. So, (laughs) Was this the same day that you ate those noodles? No, this was Uh, another day. Because that would have been so unfair if you had had it and lost. Yeah. Imagine that. No, I think this was even... We'd moved house at this point, so I think this was quite a bit further Oh, I on. see. That, yeah. And yeah, I just remember him eating it, and I've never seen a man so in pain in my life. Did he, he eat the whole food. thing? Yeah, I think so. Oh my god! And yeah, I... Hats off, act. what a chad. He really went full on with that bet. Like, most people would not go that far. To honor no, a bet. No, and that was the funny thing because he has a like quite a low spice tolerance. Oh. But he did it. He ate this hotter pot of noodles. But it reminds me of when we went to Arizona to visit a friend and we had breakfast in the hotel. I ordered a portion of granola, which was, I must say, the biggest portion of granola I've seen in my life. And he ordered something, um, forgive me if I've mispronounced this, uh, Huvers Rancheros, which is a Mexican breakfast. Mm. And he was like, it'll just be like a full English type thing. He did not realize how spicy that was going to be. <laughs> And all the waiters laughed at us. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> because I was like, this is so much food. And Toby was like, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> You're both just having your own separate yeah. um, existential crisis. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. So There's too was... much granola. Oh, it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think I got the lighter end of the deal. So yeah, I... like having too much granola doesn't seem like a problem, fine. actually. You just don't eat all of the granola, but he just, <laughs> oh my goodness, poor Toby. He just, oh, he was suffering. And yeah, they laughed at us quite a lot. And <laughs> Honestly, if I... We laughed with them. <laughs> if I was part of a bet and I won and the person had to do that, it'd be funny for like the first first three seconds but if they try to finish the whole thing i'd be like no you know you don't have to honor it that (laughs) bad like it's not i I think i think i would probably not like to see somebody in that much pain (laughs) i mean i can't remember what my reaction at the time but i know for a fact that i wouldn't have been like you have to oh yeah like it's amazing that he uh that he went that far i know he's a chad he did it he did it to honor his bet with me and i think that's beautiful what what are you bringing to the proverbial table well i I'm bringing another passion story, which is probably the last one. And I'm going to be talking about theater. Mm, Yes, yes. So this is another one where I, a purposeless child tried something new and realized that it was fun and I wanted to do it all of the time. (laughs) Very similar to the horse story, except I didn't ask my parents to buy me a theater. (laughs) Yeah. So there was, um, we live right next to that school now, actually. It's called a culture school, but it's related to the arts, like dancing, music, and theater. And I know that they had some kind of open house thing where you could go in and try things out. So I must have been around middle school here, too, because I definitely know that it was before high school. So I went Mm. and tried some things out, and I realized I really loved it. Again, (laughs) maybe I just was easy to please or something, but... 
the thing is, this was like the catalyst for me realizing that I love to entertain. Yeah. And I also just love the aspects of playing characters and improvising, but that's a whole nother yeah. part of it. I also love mm. to entertain in many different ways than just theater, but this is where that kind of got birthed. So I got to join a little group with other kids and we would go there once a week. Mm. There'd be uh, one person kind of not so much teaching us, but just guiding us, letting yeah. us do yeah. a bunch of different activities and mm. eventually putting on place for other people. Usually at this point, it was just to parents. But there yeah. is a specific event that's called Young Theater, basically. I don't know mm-hmm. if they still do it, but it was an event where the groups with all the kids and teenagers would put on something for the town so that anyone yeah. could come and see it and pay to see it. Mm-hmm. So there were things like that. And God, just my love for the stage just really blossomed at this point. Oh. So I was a very shy kid. I'm mm-hmm. autistic. People would not look at me and think, that's a person who loves to shine on stage. But yeah. I, it was like the place where I came out of my shell because I could play a different yeah. person. Yeah, that makes sense. I've heard that that's quite a common thing that people who struggle with that kind of stuff can, you mm. know, it really works for them sometimes because it gives them an outlet, I guess. Yeah, because there were a lot of introverts and other kinds of people yeah. like me in these little groups and they were kind of the same. So mm. that's where that's where my love for, for theater blossomed. And that was around the time when I also had to pick what high school to go to and what major. Oh, okay. And I had no idea because I didn't have any plans or dreams yet. Mm. except for like, I want to be a comic artist, which I've already talked about. But Mm. I didn't want to do art in school because I knew that I wasn't going to get to do what I wanted to do. We were going to do all kinds Mm. of art that I wasn't interested in at the time, Mm. (laughs) which is important if you want to do art for a living. But at at that time, I was like, I want to do comics. Incidentally, that's why my girlfriend picked art because she thought she would get to do comics and she went to the same school as me, but I picked theater. Mm. (laughs) So that was my major. And it's this school in the next town over, which is basically very art centered. All the third years, they do a musical before their graduation and they work together to do that. And the art students get to have an exhibition at the castle. They don't anymore, but they did back then. And it's just this very grand thing. So I got to go to high school and this very gorgeous old-timey looking school that looked like a Mm. castle on its own, I feel. So yeah, I didn't know what the future held, but I just knew that I wanted to do more theater, more acting, more character creation, more improv. I want to do all of that. Mm. Yeah. What I didn't realize was I didn't have any practical skills. Oh. (laughs) So I didn't think about it, whether or not I was going to get a job afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's something you need to think about, I guess. <laughs> yeah, my, I mean, my parents talked to me about it, like, oh, you have to be realistic, though, like, is this gonna get you a job? And I was like, I don't care, parents, I wanna have fun all of the time. <laughs> I wanna I draw, best. I wanna draw comics and do acting, that's really the most... <laughs> stable and practical skill that you can have so i think that's the most theater kid thing that about it <laughs> i know I'm, I'm definitely such a theater kid in every shape and form but my parents still let me do it because again i was passionate about something for once mm. so i got in and i actually got in with one of the people in the theater group that i was in oh we were mm. both going there so i mean a lot of things happened during my high school years that i won't get into did a lot of things we did a musical i started transitioning during this period so a lot of different confusion just general school stuff you know always a bunch of chaos happening oh, when you're in that age are, you're just confused all the time oh yeah everything's confusing <laughs> and angry <laughs> nothing makes sense oh so angry 
Yeah. <laughs> so angry. Even theater, like, wasn't always fun because there's a lot of theory as well. And when you're that age and you're in school, at some point, you, you're going to be that grumpy kid who yeah. is figuring things out. So that was me. But when I graduated and started looking for work, that was a bit of a rocky path just because it takes a while for people to be like, Oh, we, uh, you're autistic. Uh, hang on. We need someone else to help you. Uh, sorry, we couldn't uh... find anyone. So you have to wait several months. And so that happened. When I did find someone, they immediately thought I should look for work at the local theater where I oh, used to yep. put on plays. And mm. I had an interview. And I walked away from oh. the interview, and ten minutes later, they called me and said they wanted to hire me. Oh, lovely! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which seems... I mean, I say lovely, but I also know uh, I've also heard a few stories about your time at the. Uh, so. Yeah, I won't get into that either. Um, but <laughs> there, there were a lot of problems, but mm. I there are a lot of good things about it as well. My duties essentially were centered around being an illustrator, which meant I would do a lot of posters. I did some costume designs, but most mm. of all, I was a directing assistant. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do a lot of the illustrating part. I yeah. did a lot of everything honestly a lot of little odd jobs that needed to be done and i was also on stage a couple of times which was really yeah. fun i got to keep doing that thing that i loved but yeah mm. as it turns out things didn't work out eventually there were yeah. some issues so i stopped working at the theater but my need to entertain was still intact and so mm. i like i've mentioned before i tried the voice acting thing and yeah. i've also tried streaming which i still love and will keep doing mm. at some stage and just i don't know generally being a clown when I'm talking to my friends but also this podcast <laughs> mm, yeah so yeah. it was a very important part of my growth yes, in realizing yeah. what one of my lifelong needs was mm. which is just to I don't know be be seen and heard I guess but also to entertain <laughs> in that sense yeah because everybody wants to be seen and heard but yeah I was very much I felt like my drive in that regard was a little different from other people because I wanted to I wanted to be on stage I wanted to do that that kind of thing so quitting the theater was it kind of sucked for a while in that sense I haven't done theater in a long time now but doing these things is kind of part of it I feel yeah I mean it comes in different forms it's not strictly being on stage and this is performing in a different kind of way just Absolutely. because you're not in person <laughs> i think that is the great thing about the internet sometimes is it does give people other ways to channel certain skills yeah other opportunities because i was mm. i was definitely lost for a while and i felt very lucky to be able to to do that in high school and then to get a yeah. job in that field but yeah. at the end of the day i i was I felt like I was lacking in some practical stuff when it came to work and I was, mm. it, it was just not the thing that I was supposed to do as a job. I felt it was a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel that from my last job, mm. you know, more than anything, working as a web developer, that had kind of always been my dream when I was in school. That was what I've always worked towards was working in IT and, you know, having that kind of job. But when I actually did it for a job, I was like, I don't like this as a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, uh, very similar to like the, the comic debacle yeah but also just you know, i feel like everything yeah. in general gets like that when you start doing it for work but then yeah definitely sometimes if you persevere you can find that you find a way to balance it in a way you like but other mm. times it just isn't what you want to do no no that's the thing again though if you try then you don't you don't try then you don't know yes and the thing is yeah i do want to entertain for a living at some point i do want to yeah. be like a full-time streamer but i want that manner of entertainment to and performing to be on my terms i don't yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do theater specifically for a living. I still wanted to entertain. So it was kind of like, but what do I want to do then? But then, yeah, I realized online that there are so many different ways that you can satisfy that need and again talking about the internet yeah the internet's not always great but you know generally it has given people a lot more opportunities to pursue their hobbies on their own terms so people who make their own music and put it on places like soundcloud and youtube there's Mm. you know artists who can put themselves out there more now because for example with artists you know like the kind of art that i guess we do for example Mm. no one would have seen that like 20 30 years ago yeah exactly it's it's amazing and the the way that it flourishes and grows so fast and that's the thing because there are several layers to all kinds of things where maybe you don't like a certain thing but you like parts of it and then you can incorporate it into something else yeah like i've seen many people over the years who do drawing and they say things like oh i hate doing line art i hate Mm. the line process but i have to do it and i remember telling them why why don't you do lineless why don't you do painting yeah why don't you try this and 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 like some people don't seem to realize that they can break out of the box and they don't have to do this very specific type of drawing for example in order to draw Mm. they can do the type that they like and it's still just as valid of an art medium it's the same thing with that where like yeah i i love doing theater i'd love to do it again sometime but it wasn't working out as a job so Mm. but i still wanted to do something that made me feel the same way and i still wanted to do it as a job but it didn't have to be specifically that Mm. so the same thing works in a lot of subjects and i feel like if you are doing something for a hobby or for a job currently that isn't working out for you you still love the concept of it or you love parts of it that it gives you you can try to break off little pieces of it and see what you make yeah yeah absolutely i mean that's the great thing is pick it apart put it back together however you feel fits and see where it goes i'm still working out what i want to do for a living oh yeah (laughs) like overall i'm 25 it's never too late Yes, I think people think that it's kind of a race. People think that by the time you're a certain age, it's too late. Mm. It's not. And I know we all fall into that trap in thinking that because it's so normalized. Just take the time to think about what it is that you like about the thing that you're doing and why you like it. I feel like it's important for anyone to think about that because then you can figure out maybe parts about it that you don't like that you can remove. Yeah, and I think that's great. Just keeping your options open and giving it a go. (laughs) Yeah, a bit of introspective there. But when it comes to hobbies, I feel like there's no limit to it. If you enjoy enjoy something and it's bringing you joy then who cares right (laughs) who cares as long as as you can support yourself and yes if it's within your means definitely yeah of course so that's the thing that's that's something that i've realized growing older it's like it's a waste of time to do things that don't bring you joy oh yeah 100 percent. and i know i just said that i may i finished that puzzle while i hated it the whole way but (laughs) let's not think about it yeah but the thing is you tried it it doesn't spark joy and so you might not do it again. exactly and yeah <laughs> that's the thing you know when it comes to work it, it's not always that easy you're gonna have to do things you hate but you know oh, it's, yes. it's, it's the rest of the time i guess until we're talking more about in terms of just hobbies hobbies down and uh, changing them to something you like i'm still learning to do that i am currently in the middle of that process especially with my art mm, because mm. as many artists do i flip between hating it and not hating it but i still haven't found my process yet i think that's my problem it was and, very recently that yeah. i found mine so yeah, yeah definitely like don't worry about how long it takes that's the thing there's there's no rush it's just whatever comes naturally i guess <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you, you figure it out. You'll figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> yes, th- I'm this... still figuring it out, but we'll we'll do it. We'll all do it. <laughs> this this has been a um 
public service announcement by the Give yes, It A Go show. a wholesome public service announcement. Yes. Okay, well, then we go on to uh, the news section. <laughs> you sound really excited. Let's go. Rivet's News Corner. I will pre-warn everyone. Oh, it's no. It's a bit indecent. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, mother. <laughs> uh, it's a bit indecent. Don't worry, I won't be swearing. Okay, I just need to brace myself for this one because it's really weird, okay? I know I said I wanted to talk about weird news stories, but this one's really weird. It almost feels like a fever dream. So <laughs> so this was in London, the Redbridge Library Summer Reading Challenge run by Redbridge Council in East London. You know, they wanted to encourage children to read in the libraries, which is great. Mm. Encourage children oh, no. to read. I'm like, what? what went wrong? So they wanted, you know how they kind of like sometimes bring in performers and things to encourage the kids to read yeah so in this instance a gentleman came in who was apparently hired by the council and he was dressed in rainbow fur okay and he had his nips out aha uh-huh. like holes cut out oh where is it? um he had a fake Venus. Ah. I don't know why, and he had his ass out, apparently. I guess he uh, had to have a fake one, because if he had his real one out, that would have been even more of a problem. Yeah. Did he come Um, in there expecting (laughs) to breastfeed somebody? Why the- (laughs) Why'd he come so prepared? (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea why this happened. He's got his face painted and everything. It is the most horrendous thing I've ever seen. You know what? I'm going to send you a picture right now. Oh my god. Because I think you need to see this. He looks like a Sasquatch. He does, doesn't Why he? are like his nipples so low on his body? Some kind of weird... Yes, he's wearing like... Degenerate it, pride Sasquatch. His clothes, the, the rainbow fur is cut out into like a vest, a crotch part, yeah. leg part, and, and like a I hood. Mean, fair play. Fair play. He's put and a lot of effort his mask it. looks like he... <laughs> together with the fur makes him look a bit like a monkey he's yeah, yeah. those are sure there sure are nipples yeah yeah he's got he looks out. like um, he looks like a fever dream he doesn't look real this is what i'm talking about so apparently it was organized by a partner charity so the council themselves didn't organize this it doesn't say what the partner charity was but i think i can guess why it looks like they were actually reading a book about monkeys which might be why this gentleman came in dressed like a monkey but i don't think this is the kind of monkey that they were expecting he kind of looks like a pride monkey, but not like... Yeah, I said some kind of like degenerate pride monkey. Yeah, yes. not in the way that pride would be a degenerate thing, but rather in he looks like a degenerate who happens to be wearing yes. pride clothes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> You can see I've just sent you another image, Prince, of someone dressed like a strawberry, just staring at this, this man. They're like looking at each other. This like, picture of the the on. monkey man with his sausage out and this strawberry person. <laughs> It just looks yeah. exactly like how I imagine our character versus character talk goes. Oh my god, you know what that is? That is that exactly is really what I imagine. <laughs> it is just as much of a fever dream. They're just that different and both gross, probably. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so there's really not, I feel, enough information on this. Like, what happened? Why? I feel was... like I almost don't want to know. Yeah, they must have known it was a kids event. I... <laughs> I feel like they looked up someone to do this and on the page he uh, looked as prim and proper as possible and then he comes there wearing this and he's like, wouldn't, yeah. it, wouldn't it be funny if I did this? And then there's just a oh bunch of goodness. kids there and then he stood there with his breakfast sausage. With out. his breakfast sausage. <laughs> 
That is, at least it's very obviously fake, but it doesn't matter it's, because... It's the symbolism, it's I guess. It's the symbolism. You know, <laughs> symbolism's not the right word, I don't think. Today, kids, we're learning about reading comprehension. Now... Yeah, symbolism in literature. Try not to look at the monkey with his saucer tail <laughs> and focus on the text. Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of torn between wanting more information about this and wanting less. Is this why kids um, these days don't know reading comprehension? Why, because they don't have this or they do have this? Because there were sausages <laughs> in their faces while they had to learn it. Yeah, that's pretty distracting, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Even with just the garish colors everywhere. It's just, why did he cut out holes for- <laughs> This is my problem with this. I'm just thinking about the entire thought process behind this. What was the series of events that happened that led to this? You what? know, this guy, he gets on the on the bus home and he goes home and he takes off his fake Venus and all that. And he's like, it's like, how was your day, honey? Oh, you know, dressed up like a rainbow monkey naked man again for the children. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was the event? I don't know. Books. It's like, oh, it's it's like apples and oranges. It's such a lot. It has nothing to do with anything. It, it really doesn't. I'm, I'm actually reading an article with a little bit more information on here. I don't know. It just says completely inappropriate and deeply offensive performers. <laughs> We're hired by independent contractor Vision who manage Redbridge libraries and leisure centers. So I don't. I still well, don't did he get to this. perform or did they throw him out with Venus first? I think, <laughs> I think they threw him out Venus first. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. A happy it, ending to that bizarre story. Well, apparently it says that the library has apologized for the costumes they initially said if you've got it, flaunt it on social media if earlier you... that day. <laughs> but he hasn't Ooh. got it. It's fake. I laugh about it, but like if if I were one of the parents of one of the kids, I think I would have both like laughed and been. Oh, I would have been horrified. in tears. I would. <laughs> I I wonder if he was like, well, I would have put my whole actual one out, but since it's kids, I'll put on the fake one, yeah. as if that's in any way better. Yeah, that's the, it's 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 a wild story. You know, we've taken out the others, the the character versus character section because that felt like a fever dream. But I feel like I've thrown us right back in. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Sim- <laughs> this guy is our spicy babe of the week. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he won't win in a fight because he's been thrown out of the premises. Yeah. For indecent exposure, yeah. yeah, that says. Strawberry Man wins because of the wholesomeness. Also by default, because he'd probably be the only person left. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's Rivet's News Corner for today. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, anyway, swiftly moving on to the media segment. <sighs> okay, sighing again. Oh. <laughs> I suffer for you guys. I hope you really appreciate what I do for you. Oh my gosh, was it that bad? It was pretty bad, so... <laughs> What'd you do? I quite like when I'm drawing or playing games, sometimes a bit of reality TV on in the background. Oh no. I don't have to think about it. But I had to think about this a bit more because it's for the podcast and I have to review it. <laughs> a couple of my friends had watched this and they said it was hilarious. And you know what? It is. But it also uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. I watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh my god. Yeah, it's definitely not what I had, what I thought about, but that no, sounds bad. Uh, it- like I said, you know what? I love some trash TV. I watch some of the but old But not episodes. that much, surely. That's the thing. You know, I watched some episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians in the background when I was drawing sometime. But this was on another level. It's literally just a show about rich people not doing much and having fights. It's... <sighs> 
Yeah. You know, some of it was really funny. Obviously, most of it's staged. But it... Oh, my God. Some of the fights are really funny. But some of them... I Sometimes I just got bored. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just like, I'm taking my daughter out for her first drive in her Porsche. And I was like, oh, you're so relatable. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I can really s- relate and, and empathize with this situation. Yeah. With this and very human got, situation. Uh, oh, yeah, very much so. Like, they're just so, so out of touch. It's so painful. It's it's funny, though. You know, some of them have got really beautiful houses. I could appreciate them. And I was, I like a bit of architecture, you know. I like the, I like interiors. Mm. So I was like, oh, lovely house. And <laughs> Just, like, fighting in the like completely not the point i feel like apart yeah. from the people who just like drama and that kind of thing i feel like a lot of people mm. watch those things because they wish they could have that oh yeah and i can yeah. never I relate i can just never relate yeah. even if it looks nice i'm just mm. i just can't be like oh i want to live there i want to have that like oh I mean, the way I put it to one of my friends was, I'd like their money, but not their lifestyle. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't want the Porsche, but I want the equivalent no. of what it costs to get yes. something else. Like a normal house. <laughs> we have, um, Sweden loves reality TV and especially housewives and that kind of thing. We have several shows that are based around Swedish Hollywood housewives. And yeah. it's just a bunch of blonde women who got married to a man, not the same man, different men. <laughs> their own men <laughs> to, got married to a bunch of men in Hollywood and now they are yeah. rich and they do what they want and they're mean to people that's it yeah, there's that one there's one watched, that got yeah. really popular who isn't mean to people she's just an mm. airhead I found yeah. her to be a bit funny but she's also just so rich and out of touch <laughs> Oh yeah, that I it's mean, impossible you know, to watch. That's the thing. There were some bits where that were also quite problematic. <laughs> so this yeah, uh, show do you think? aired initially. <laughs> well, this show initially aired in 2011, so I th- I thought it was a lot older. But there was one woman. She had a 16 year old daughter with a 20 year old boyfriend, and she was oh. like, "He looks like a man." I was like, "He is a man." Yeah, <laughs> it's funny that you should mention that because that's because he is. I was like. Oh. Okay. And, oh uh, my god. No. One of them was being pretty racist and I was like, oh, no. it didn't age well, but then I don't think this kind of stuff was okay back yeah, then. Yeah, I don't either, think so it was well ever. <laughs> no, so, you know, like as in it wasn't perceived as being as offensive as it is now, but I think it was. And so I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, oh no. And I had to take oh. a break for the rest of, I think it was yesterday from watching it, but I actually watched two and a half more episodes this morning because I was like, I didn't give it enough of a go according to my friend. So I watched a bit more and I just, I just, I don't know. I just zoned out after a bit. <laughs> you know, I've been enjoying myself a lot lately. I feel like I should put myself through some suffrage just <laughs> just for, for all that you've done Equality. for this podcast at this point (laughs) i know i've watched friends i've now watched the real housewives of beverly hills i was i really didn't know what to watch and i was like i'm gonna do it i love a bit of reality trash tv but i went through i think the five stages of grief whilst i was watching it (laughs) although to be fair i don't think i've come out the other end yet i don't think i'm quite at acceptance Um, i feel like (laughs) it's probably good that you're not Mm, no one should accept (laughs) no one should accept this It was something, uh, yeah, I started to like one of them, and then, yeah, she started being kind of racist, and I was like, Ooh. Oh. <laughs> and then some of them are cute dogs, though, so that was nice. Anyway, that's the only thing I liked about it, if I'm honest. <laughs> some of them had nice houses, and the dogs were cute. Can they just make a real house dogs of 
yeah. Beverly Hills yes, or something like that. Yes, just just do one with the dogs. Yeah, just keep the camera on the dogs and muffle all of the drama. Yes, that's it. I would be so happy every time I saw the dogs. I was like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> it's them. The real stars. I would watch it. I would watch the hell out I of would. that. Oh, I absolutely would too. It's a cute little Pomeranian, a Shetland sheepdog. Oh, so many cuties. Of Show course us them. they would have a Pomeranian. Yeah, he looks like he's had enough all the time, but... <laughs> He's like, you watch this, I live this. Yeah, he's like, you got it easy, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That was my few days of suffering. What about you? Well, to nobody's surprise, I played more video games. Mm -hmm. I played an old one this time, and so let me preface this by saying I grew up with Spyro the Dragon. Ah, yes, yes. So that was my treasure, basically. I had a lot of games Mm. that were very near and dear to me, but that was like, this was mine. This felt like, you know, this is my franchise. Yeah, in that way, <laughs> I own this. Yeah, not exactly, but like, <laughs> it, yeah, it was very close to me. And so, through the first three games, it kind of got tossed around between different owners, and it it was described as being as kind of stagnating. It changed even the way the the games work, as in like you used to collect gems and you used to collect yes. little things. And it, I think, one of the later ones, it was like um and a beat 'em up action game, which I've played also. So yeah, it, it kind of got thrown around a lot of different devs until it finally kind of petered out and so i I tried some of the newer installations and i liked some and i liked others less and they didn't have the same Mm -hmm. magic as the first games but i generally enjoyed what they were and so Mm -hmm. there was one called enter the dragonfly that i did not play now i've heard about this one is it not notoriously well people think it's bad that's the thing. That I'd, al- I'd always been curious about it as a kid, yeah. but then I only ever heard bad things about it. Yeah. So now yeah. I was like, I'll try it. It's probably going to mm-hmm. be bad, but I'll try it. And you know what? <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. Like, okay, Why? maybe it's not as okay. legendary and groundbreaking as the first three, but from what I heard, it sounded like this was the moment where like the franchise started to deviate and oh, it's yeah. not classic Spyro anymore. Yeah, and that was the impression I'd always gotten yeah. when I'd heard about this game. Yeah. I enjoyed a lot of the newer games for different reasons, and they they are indeed different. As a kid, the first three were very precious to me, so I decided yeah. against this apparent deviation. I said I wasn't going to play mm. it because it's bad. This abomination on the front. Out of all the games <laughs> I've played after the first three, this one's the most similar to them. Oh, well. <laughs> the music's the same, the voices are the same, the gameplay's the same, the interface mm. is the same, the look <laughs> is the same, objectives are the same. The way it's freaking like laid out in every way is the exact same oh well you know people like to complain don't they (laughs) that's what i'm realizing now is that nobody complained about the games that came after that truly were really different yeah but they complained about this one and i was like but yeah okay i don't know if it's the nostalgia i have for them or whatever but it's not as good maybe yeah. It's not maybe exactly as fun, but it might just be that I I automatically have more fun with games that I'm used to. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I haven't gotten far enough to tell if it's as charming or as, ma- as well made or fun. But for, for the love of God, why was I told it was so shit and so different? That's the thing. I'd always heard it was really bad as well because I think I, well, I played the originals, but I, I think I would borrow them from my friend mm. uh, or I would go over there, my friend Ada. And um, yeah, I would always go to her place and play or you know she'd lend me her copies and i'd play it all the time and i've been like playing the the reignited but now that you're talking about it i want to play it again 
<laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's the thing. I'd always heard Enter the Dragonfly was really bad. Honestly, so I didn't play the very first game. So when I mm. played Reignited, which has all of the first three, I didn't have as much fun with the first one. And I think that is no. because of nostalgia. But I'm getting yeah. the same feeling about this game as I got about the first in that, okay, I'm not used mm. to this, so it's not as good to me, but I'm enjoying it because it feels the yeah. same. So mm. as a kid, I would have loved this. Why did I never tried it because people said it was so bad and I believed them. Yeah. I guess that's the thing. It's the same with like movies, isn't it? Where you see the critic reviews and other people's reviews and you think, mm. oh, you know, I'm not going to watch that because everyone says it's crap. But then sometimes you'll actually watch it or play it and then you're like, yeah, actually, I was this is kind of yeah. disappointed in myself. And I know it's not my fault, but this was the one game I didn't try out of all of them. I played yeah. every other one that was so different and I just enjoyed mm. them for what they were. And I was, I said to myself, well, I'm never playing this hunk of garbage and I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying it so much. It's, it's fun. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I will say, if I if I had to give it any criticism, I did hear that it has pretty long loading screens. Mm. The loading screens I have seen, one of them was pretty long, but there mm. aren't that many in the first place because you're in you're in one world and you, you can do all all of the things you can in that world, and then when you leave, there's a loading screen. Yeah. But it, it's always been like that. Yeah, yeah, it has. Sometimes other people's opinions can make you form your own preconceived opinion, I guess, on something before you've even watched or played it. I'm the same. I'm just wondering what it was about it because at first I was going to be like, was it just me who heard this? But then you said you also heard it. So I was like, yeah, no, clearly yeah, there the was thing I said, yeah. <laughs> clearly there was a general consensus here and it wasn't just me. Yeah. But um, no. yeah, another thing is that it's very hand-holdy in terms of tutorials. It will uh, constantly yeah. stop you to tell you how to do something, but uh, you can turn that off. Oh, well then. <laughs> so like whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. So basically this game, to those who don't know what any of those are, you're a little dragon with a dragonfly friend. You run around collecting gems and your dragonfly, he picks up the gems for you. So you don't even have to walk into them. You just have to go near them and he picks them up. It's very nice. And usually in each one, you have an objective of gathering a certain item. In one of them, you have to collect all the dragon eggs and save all the babies. Mm. In this one, you have to collect all the little dragonfly babies who are being stolen. So it's very straightforward. You, you just go and have a good time. There's some funky music. Music. You help some creatures with, as their homes are being taken over by some baddies, cartoon baddies, essentially. So it's very yeah. cute and wholesome and sometimes pretty funny. So it has all of that that the others had. I haven't gotten super far yet, but from what I can tell, it's maybe not as amazing. But I mm. found myself, when I put it away, I found myself looking forward to playing more of it, mm, which is, you know, the you signs know, of, sign. <laughs> yeah, like the, that's the sign of liking it. <laughs> Yeah, such a shame, I think, when people don't try certain things. I mean, I've, I've been the same. Oh, you know, where I haven't tried something because I've heard it's bad and then I've actually watched it or played it and I've gone, oh, actually, that's okay. And you know, I wish I would do that more because I, mm. it's still in the back of your head, isn't it? You're like, oh, but people said this was crap. I can't watch it or play it. And it's like, of course you can, you know, yeah. you, you got to form your own opinion. There are the some the things where I usually say, okay, I'm not sure about this, so I will hold off until I hear what people say. But that's yeah. when I'm already on the fence, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like if the problems people bring up are things that I would have problems with, then I won't get it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's different if it's, say, a game coming out or something and it's like uh, it bugs or something. As a, yeah. kind of wish I'd done with Cyberpunk. <laughs> I was a bit, a bit too keen. It goes both and, ways. Uh, yeah, I went the other way that time. Everyone said it was full of bugs and a mess, but I still bought it and then it was surprised to find it was full of bugs and a mess. <laughs> 
Um. But the thing about this game was that I was going to get it. I was, because I loved yeah. Spyro so much, I didn't care. I was going to get it. And then all I heard was how bad it was. So I was like, oh, well, um, I'm cool. I'm. It's totally bad. I hate it. And it's like, yeah. I just want to be cool, I guess. And as I saw it in this list, as I looked up some older games to try, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the one I never tried. Well, probably mm. going to suffer this time. Ha ha ha. And then I had yeah. such a good It'll time. I'm gonna, yeah. yeah, I'm going to keep playing it whenever, honestly. Gosh, I've just really robbed myself that time. I really, I know I have gotten better at this in recent years mm. in terms of thinking for myself. Yeah. But I was still like, man, it's like with sushi, right? I decided I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just pushing yourself to give it a shot. Because that's the thing. If Even if you don't like something, you don't have to play it or eat it or try it or watch it again. Yeah, like, what are you going to lose? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the general populace's opinion of you because you don't think that yeah, exactly. it's like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what, saying that, I think I know what I'm going to do for next time's media segment. But I'll keep that until... <laughs> keep that until then. I, I but... think I know as well just based on how you've been suffering this time and I feel like I should maybe try something that, in, th in this case I think I will definitely dislike it and I'm pretty sure of it, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the whole point, you know, give it a shot and see. Oh, ironically, you know, the funny thing is, I thought I was actually going to kind of ironically enjoy The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills oh. because I guilty pleasure of mine is a little bit of reality TV in the background sometimes. I, I like the drama. <laughs> <laughs> I always find it entertaining. I find it very funny, you know, when it's like really obviously fake. And I like talking at each other. about drama that I haven't witnessed myself, sort of. I, yeah, I like it yeah. through osmosis if I'm like in yes. a chill setting talking to a friend about it, as opposed to watching it unfold, because then it just makes me angry. Yeah, angry and or uncomfortable. That's the thing. Or just secondary <laughs> embarrassment, or secondhand yeah. embarrassment, I mean. Oh well. Yeah, well, that's that. Now we head on to uh, the new and improved segment of the... Mm. the last part of the podcast which is the today i learned facts and this one yes. is pretty interesting to me so today i learned a woodpecker's tongue is one third of its body length and they wrap it around the back of their skull to protect their brain when pecking huh it, yeah <laughs> i've seen a picture of it it literally goes into their skull like Ooh. around and above it wow. yeah so like I'm just trying to picture it. That sounds yeah. So I got a little more information about it, and so it says like the center of the woodpecker's muscle wrapped hyoid, the bone, is in the nostrils. Mm. So it splits kind of into a V between the eyes, and its mm -hmm. two arms wrap completely around the woodpecker's skull, passing over the top of it and around the back, and before mm. meeting up again at the base of the lower beak. So they kind of they suck it back in, sort of. It goes oh, like when they retract their tongue, it just rolls up like a piece of Ooh, roll up gum, like a like a fruit wind up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like the, when the muscles contract, the tongue just go projects forward. And when they relax, it retracts along the length of that bone. And this, I found, this sentence I found funny. In North America, the tongue length champion <laughs> is the, is the, yep. uh, <laughs> is the northern flicker. <laughs> the northern flicker. Oh, With goodness. a tongue <laughs> that can stick out two inches past the tip of this bird's bill. <laughs> There was someone who said... As opposed to the Northern Lights. And I'm so sorry that... Oh my god. I'm so sorry this episode is just inappropriate. But I have to yeah. say it because someone commented on the subreddit that all the, all the lesbian woodpeckers have it made. Oh sorry. sorry, Mom. I'm, yeah, wow. I'm sorry, but it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. God's sake. <laughs> the northern oh flicker. Goodness. 
Is, why do all the birds have the really inappropriate names? I know, like, boob. The blue tits, the great tits, the boobs. Yeah. It's just... The northern flicker. The tongue-length champion. Oh my goodness. I feel like the 12... They just like asked a 12-year-old boy to name all of these birds. <laughs> great tits. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, but there, there's a treasure trove of, of stuff on the subreddit, so I'm probably oh, yeah. not going to run oh, out for a while. There's some really interesting stuff. Yeah, like, I looked up a picture of it, and it really just is like some roll-up candy in its brain. Oh, wow. And protects it when it vibrates that hard through pecking. It sounds disgusting, but also absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it's and- it's... <laughs> gross and weird and very yeah. interesting i love that shit mm. yeah definitely i mean nature's amazing it's crazy when you think about you know, how a lot of these animals are just so adapted to do certain things it's so yeah cool. and the certain those certain things are just so oddly specific like woodpeckers yeah, exactly. just they peck so hard at at the surface of a tree that they need their tongues to protect their brains mm. it's like you couldn't make that stuff up no no god works in mysterious ways <laughs> yeah yeah i mean a lot of even just humans where it's like okay well here here oh, yeah. we have a human and the just the intricacies even beyond the intricacies of how the human body is made up of when you think about yeah. the fact that some humans are the way they are it's like wow really we are so mm. we are such a biological genius almost in the way that we're made and then some humans are just like that (laughs) (laughs) nature's very weird i think about it quite often i'm like how is something so specifically designed to be able to do certain things i think it's the way humans and the way i guess our hands work for example some of the amazing stuff that we can do you know you just look all around you it's just amazing yeah yeah we're also influenced by everything around us humans Mm -hmm are Mm. generally we're not built the same but we are generally biologically similar yeah biologically similar you would think that we would generally function in similar ways you know but then we have some humans who are just so vastly different and not just biologically but i don't know it's fascinating (laughs) it's weird oh yeah it's really amazing i mean when you think about it but yeah i agree with you though i find it absolutely fascinating to find out how things work why they work that way and it's like wow yeah, everything that nature does is so oddly specific. I'm calling on nature episodes of how it's made. How it's made. I want the... <laughs> how, 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 how did, did human make? How did human make? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's just oh like this one person who googled why the pineapples made their tongue bleed and they sounded like a sad giant who had just learned how to, <laughs> how to communicate and it just says, Why pineapple hurt mouth? <laughs> I think we'll end it on that. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll end it there. But yes, thank you for listening. If you want to send us any of your experiences, then feel free to send us an email. At, I think it's giveitagoshowpod at gmail.com. Yes. I should know it by now. <laughs> <laughs> or send us uh, the slide into our DMs, as the kids say, yes. on uh, Twitter or Instagram. Thanks again for joining us and uh, go make some memories. Go make some memories.